Guys, this episode of Oops! The Podcast is presented by The Busker. Triple cask, triple smooth, distilled Irish whiskey. The best whiskey for your buck. Oh my goodness, it is absolutely delicious. It really is. Dude, this new-to-world Irish whiskey is born out of a modern Ireland, where the contemporary and bold meet the traditional. Yes. The Busker offers authenticity of a top-quality Irish whiskey, while also bringing a disruptive approach to the industry with their modern and straightforward look and feel, which goes beyond the Irish whiskey category. Look at that. Look at it. Sweet presentation. You gift someone a bottle of the busker, you know they're going to be a friend for life. (laughs) I agree with that. And finally, make sure to enter the busker buzzer beater giveaway. Say that three times fast, huh? Uh, Watch this year's college basketball championship in style with bold merch from the busker. As Francis pumps some right over here, mm. uh, they're gifting one lucky winner the ultimate busker Smooth. basket featuring some of our favorite products, so don't miss out on your shot to win. Head on over to their IG to enter. Contest is open to U.S. residents only. Must be 21 and over to enter. Guys, you know it's smooth because I am a wimp, and typically I grimace when I drink whiskey, but you just saw me take a big swig. And I had nothing but pleasure on my face. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know (laughs) where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, yeah. Good afternoon and good morning. I'm Francis, that's Julio. Yo, yo, yo. And we are Oops Podcast. What's happening? Presented by the Busker. Irish whiskey. Busker, busker. Delicious, smooth, triple distilled, <laughs> incredible whiskey. We are, in, we are in the heart of the NCAA basketball tournament. Yes, we are. And I know that I'm dating myself by saying this, but Princeton... Took down Arizona. Yeah, I was solid. Watch the game. And I felt a sense of uh, camaraderie with my (laughs) (laughs) Ivy League brethren. It's funny. That's the only, like, Cinderella upset that I'm not in favor of. (laughs) When Ivy League teams beat. Yeah. Because I'm like, dude. They don't need it. This is annoying. They, they don't, don't need, need this. It. These they guys don't need aren't it. gonna. These none of these guys are gonna fucking play pro. We didn't need it. We didn't need it. Didn't need it. Have I uh, told you about the time we went and played Hofstra in lacrosse? No, you've not. Oh boy, I was a senior. We went to Hofstra on Long Island to play play them, and they were good, and they beat us. And they didn't just beat us; they hurt us. <laughs> <laughs> They hurt us. Do people want to hurt you extra bad because you're Harvard? I didn't think I didn't think so because the bulk <laughs> of our lacrosse schedule was the Ivy League, Got it. which was all just and you were the eating, same. equally battered and bruised after yeah, those games. And it's lacrosse, and so you know the other the non conference games we played were, I don't know, Colgate and <laughs> school. You know, school. We play, I think we played um, Colgate's a good school though. No, that's what that's exactly what I mean. But I feel like Hofstra is like. A little average. No offense to any Hofstra well, graduates. Right. Most of the, I'm saying that most of the schools we played <laughs> were, good were like good schools who gotcha. didn't give a shit that we were Harvard. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And Hofstra was, I, I, I don't know, I, from the moment our bus arrived. Like, what, how would they know? We're, like, what do you mean? Like, from the fans or what do you? Fan, the team. 
What did they say? You know, you get there, your visiting locker room was not nice. But it it, was, was it that was like by design trashed. or it was just not that nice? I think it they made it shitty. felt more than okay. more than not nice. Okay. And I remember that I think we after the game, I remember after losing that we took showers and there was no hot water mm. at all. Um, but when we arrived, yeah, just just in the warm ups, you was know, it a beat down? Like, were you expecting to lose them? We knew it was going to be a tough game. Gotcha. Um, they were good that year, and I think they probably beat us by five or six goals, which was pretty substantial. Is that like what is is that normal or? I don't know anything about lacrosse. It was not a close game. Gotcha. We never had a chance. Is it like losing by 12 in basketball? That sounds about right. Okay. And like you're down seven the entire game and can't overcome it? Type yeah. Of thing? There was never, I mean, if we if we cut it to three and we thought we had some momentum, they would then score three. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, And dude, at one point in the game, I think I've told this. We had a kid, John Rose, who was a good kid. His dad's a very successful orthopedic surgeon at uh, at uh, the Hospital for Special Surgery. So a lot of people have had his dad operate on them. And great guy. And um, he was going for a ground ball, and one of their players hit him in the head and knocked him unconscious. Jeez. And he had Fencer's response. So his arms went up over his head. Which I'd never seen in in person, and it happened right near our sideline, and we were all like, "Their bench went nuts. They, they were it? so excited about it. Oh my god!" And we were all kind of silent. We thought he was dead. Oh my god! And he was lying down on the ground, and I think they gave, uh, I think they the refs threw a flag because they hit him in the head. And, um, you know, it was a full-blown, like, car accident collision. Mm. And the their bench spent, while our player was on the ground unconscious, their bench was complaining about the flag. Wow. They were like, that's oh, a bullshit call. That was a clean, hit. That was clean, a clean hit. hit. Not like, oh, Lord, let's hope this guy's okay. And I remember how fired up they were about the hit. And, you know, John, to his credit, after a minute or so, sort of stood up wobbly and tried to get helped off the field. It had no legs. Was completely, utterly concussed. Scary. Most apparent concussion I've ever seen. Um, so then we lost the game. And I still never forget. The game ends. And two of their players... Ran over to our bench, who were on the on the field. Ran over to our bench. We just gotten beaten, and they went, "Fuck you, you Harvard!" And then the gay slur. Oh wow! And I was like, "Wow, you know, was that not good enough for you, beating us?" Jesus, why are you so mad? Jesus. You won the game and it wasn't even close you won the game you permanently damaged one of our players brains yeah yeah you you really <laughs> emphatically won that game and you still felt the need to say some horrible shit to is us. trash talk normal in lacrosse yeah but it would be more you know on the field and and between you know maybe an attackman and an defenseman 
being How, like, yeah. fuck you, blah, 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 I'm better than you, or I don't mm-hmm. know, some shit like that. I'd never, I'd never, I mean, they came over and basically yelled it to our coaches, to us, and then we took cold showers, got on the bus, and drove five hours home. Jesus. And I never will forget, it was the only team we ever played where it felt like uh, they just hated us so much, and we didn't know. We didn't know they hated us. We didn't expect that. We didn't know why they hated us. Um, and and they injured us, and then they just mm. celebrated and effectively threw eggs at our bus as we pulled out. Dance on your dead carcasses. Yeah. Dude, I always, like, do you think that in, in professional football, they talk shit the way that, like, you ever see any given Sunday? Yeah. Do you think they actually do that? Or like when you get when you become a pro, like do you lose that pet that fire? Oh no, they definitely do. They definitely are like, oh, I'm gonna fuck your mama. Hundred percent. I think that um, if you go back to sort of the, the Odell Beckham Jr., there was a a defensive back that he had a recurring war with. I think it was a guy on the at that time the Washington Redskins, really good safety. And they would just have wars every time they played each other. In fact, I think one of them got, might have both, who was it, Ryan? Josh Norman. Yeah, Josh Norman. And they, I think that Josh Norman would tell Odell Beckham that he was gay. Okay. Because there were always rumors about that or something. And I I got the sense, it always seemed like Josh Norman was saying things to Odell Beckham that were getting under his skin. He's like, how am I looking today? Like, am I looking cute? Sure. You like this? Yeah, yeah. But you do. I bet it was a little more, <laughs> I was more, you know, <laughs> aggressive than that even. Yeah. But it seemed like Josh Norman had struck a chord. Anyway. Um, College athletics are, are like, especially like ones that aren't really that televised, can be extraordinarily hostile. I found playing college tennis to be very unpleasant. Yeah. You, you can just cheat. You get into these insane fights with people. It's like very obnoxious. And even like there'll be these like college guys who play pro and they will still act like college guys. Mm-hmm. And the guys don't like it on tour. Like, who is this fuck? Like, there's this guy from Florida who's like, who plays pro now and he's super obnoxious. Come on. Yeah. Like, doing shit. Like, like and, and it's really obnoxious. It doesn't translate well. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's a gentleman's sport and like college tennis is not. Interesting. Isn't it like, aren't you roughing too? Pretty much. And and yeah. like the lower down the like, you know, D one whatever chain you are, the less likely you are to have kind of like the infrastructure of officials looking and even in like the playoffs, there's like one guy. Yeah. And and he'll overrule you if you cheat. Wow. Uh but anyway. Is what there about- a punishment for cheating? Like no. overruling they just Yeah, say- they'll overrule you. There's no punishment. Hmm. What about uh Taylor Fritz? Taylor Fritz. Did he play in college? No. Oh. It's not common to play in college and be good. Like there are more players in these days that have done it, but still at the top of the game, there's this one random guy who played for TCU and he wasn't even that good at TCU. Like he was, but I don't think he played number one. And now he's like top twenty in the world. But that's like oh. un- super unusual. So most of the really good players just go pro they're, straight out of high school. They're pro when no, they're pro when they're like sixteen or seventeen. Oh gosh. Yeah. Boy, um, and that's they, a tough. They start building up the ranking and like if they're like promising. And by the time they're 17, 18, they're like the real deal. Wow. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, okay. The whole reason we talked about this is Princeton. that Princeton just didn't need it. I mean, 
shame on Arizona. <laughs> it's sad to watch that. Really? Shame on Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad to watch a team like be afraid of losing. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? That's the thing that's such a mind fuck about March Madness. It's yeah. like, okay, don't lose. You could Instead see it winning, happening. You could see you it could happening. See it happening. It was crazy. They all of a sudden couldn't make sense of how these friggin' very fundamentally sound little kids yeah, dude. were <laughs> working their way around them. It's like watching Bob Cousy out there, dude. <laughs> yeah. Playing old school ball. And um, I, I, I say shame on Arizona, somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but the reality is that I'm, I'm, a well, I'm fundamentally, Princeton has academic recruiting standards that prohibit them from bringing in, you know, a lot of the, they don't have a pool from which to select like Arizona does. That's just true. They could choose to change that if they wanted. Princeton? No, the Ivy League, I mean, typically. They They could choose to care more about sports, but they don't. Right, they did. No one's stopping them. There's no the law big, that the says the big problem is that there are no academic, there are no athletic scholarships. Right, that is the that is the problem. That's so. the big problem. Right, and yeah. it's all need based. Right, and so basically, the best that the coach of Princeton can do is to tell his recruits, "Yeah, you're gonna come here, and you're not gonna, you're gonna have to pay for school, or you're gonna have student debt, or whatever, or if you need it, they'll pay." Mm. But You'll get an education that will spur you on towards a career where presumably you'll make more money as a result of your degree than mm. if you were to go to a better school mm-hmm. for basketball. Right. And that's compelling luck to with some that, people. You should get rich kids. When you're 18, that doesn't mean shit. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go to the school where you get the best gear. Yeah. Oh, Duke, you get seven pairs of customized jordans <laughs> you're sponsored by air jordan yeah, yeah fuck princeton and your you know one pair of running shoes in your backpack that you get i don't know but dude i felt really bad for the guy who threw the ball in in the virginia game <laughs> yeah. like i get they probably didn't have any timeouts right like he has to throw the ball in right it wasn't the worst play of all things but just dude like bombing it to the like I know that it's, you know, it's not as big of a deal as he's going to take it, but he's a kid, dude. I know. Imagine being a kid and doing that, you know, like, cause even if you, even if you turn the ball over, they're probably not going to hit a three there, you know, even if it's a right. f- five seconds or however long it is, they get the ball, they're going to go for two. Right. Like you don't want, like, that's the worst case scenario. Yeah, it was not. <laughs> I felt so bad for him, dude. Not great. I've never even heard of some of these schools. Yeah, Furman. Furman, Kennesaw is it, is State. It, is Furman in North Carolina? Is it Furman? Furman. 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 Uh, it's in South Carolina. <clears throat> and Kennesaw has to be in Georgia? But yeah, dude, no fucking clue. Dude, I really need a haircut. You're my, a shaggy dog. My hair is getting out of control. I think, ah. I think I'm going to head down to Sport Clips. Go to Sport Clips today. Dude, the guys and girls over there are cutting some hair. They know how to do it. They're doing it well. They're clipping, they're clapping, they're making it happen. They're snipping and they're snapping. <laughs> and you know what? Typically, Julio, you're a guy who goes into a barber shop and you say, listen, it's going to be a little hard, so bear with me. But here's how I like my hair cut. And nobody ever gets it right. They, they don't. don't. They and, don't. And I don't even know how to explain it. That's you the know, problem. It's a convoluted tangle of a story. <laughs> when you go to sport clips, 
they, you start telling that story, they say, say no more, amigo. Yeah. You think this is my first rodeo? I know how to cut your hair. And they do. They do. They're the pros. They're the pros. They cut. They cut. They cut. They snip and they snap. Next time you need to cut, come to Sport Clips and get a head-turning haircut from the pros in men's hair. Yes. All right. Let Georgia. me let me ask you something. I got a I got a question for you. What happened to cancel culture? I don't know. Is there an update? <laughs> Why is it gone? It's just become like hacky. Like everybody has become aware of it to the point where like when you hear somebody make a blanket statement about it in a special, you're kind of like, yeah, that, really? that, that, but those, as far as I can tell people talking about how annoying it is, comedians trying to play victim and say, yo, I can't get, they're the only ones talking about it. I know. I know. Like the masses have understood. Like, did you watch Tar? Movie Tar? No. There's a pretty funny scene about this. Where like she's getting into a debate with her student about how Bach was like a womanizer mm. and how like he w- isn't willing to listen to the music because of it. And she like calls him like a loser, basically. Huh. It's like pretty hilarious. She's That's like, cool. you're such a fucking spineless, like, uh. like, like she really gets him. And then it, and that goes viral and it like fucks her career over. Oh, but like wow. the fact that like movies like that are doing, are doing that, you know what I mean? Like it's a very, it's a cult, it's a topic that like my parents would be talking about. Yeah. Like once it gets there and the masses agree it's ridiculous, like it's over. You know? So it, it there's there's a sick part of me that is mad that they've given up. Right. You're like you you bore the brunt of this very short period of time. You can't <laughs> Where's your where did where did you guys oh go? My God. Where did the bloggers go? Dude, you're snitching on other people now. You're like did no one hear what that guy yeah. just said? What do you mean? You you're now we're all off the hook? What the fuck? You didn't have the courage of your convictions? You held that stance for like three years. That was it. That's not a movement. I don't know. I there's I there's this twisted part of me that is more angry that they've faded away and they've given up because it makes me think they never cared in the first place. Yeah, I, 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 it's possible that they realized that they went too far. But did they, why did they quit? Why did the, the referees, the social arbiters, the, the people defending marginalized groups, and I'm talking ultra marginal, like the, the smallest groups, saying you can't, you can't, um, don't call, you know, PETA enthusiasts, like whatever, anybody that had a cause. Where you're like, I don't know if that's really an afflicted group that deserves our 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 sympathy. Where did they go? Why did they did they give up because nobody cared? I wonder. Or did they get tired? Did they move, did they realize that they needed to like provide for their family and forget? I'm just wondering. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like Shane Gillis is a very interesting example. It took one article in the New York uh, the New Yorker. And all of a sudden, the entire industry, which had been very nervous and unwilling to touch him, fully embraced him and said, welcome back. Did he like have anything to do with that article being made? Uh, well, he was interviewed for it. I know, but they, they decided to do it. He, he yeah. didn't, It wasn't like a PR I thing. don't think so. Yeah. And, you know, those of us who know him, obviously, were like, well, 
yeah, you, you know that should have been that should have happened years earlier. Yeah, this is the best comedian in the country right now. But with that said, I find it cowardly that you know it it, it, it that one that one outlet had the courage to be like, yeah, he's not so bad, and then that's all it took. Yeah, yeah. that everyone folded and flipped. He I, sure he did his time too. Yeah. Here's another you know? example. Let's make it more about me. <laughs> the fact that nobody wrote anything negative when I got hired back at Barstool, in a way, makes me angry. Because they wrote with so much vehemence, with so much passion and vitriol to fire me. Where were they? Right. When I got hired back. Right. It's if, like if you cared that much, if where you are you? If you cared that yeah, much, yeah. then you should be consistent in your position. Yeah, I understand. I understand. And if you aren't, then you're full of shit. Mm-hmm. You're a fair weather hater. Yeah. Yeah. And you're impacting people's lives. I understand why that would be frustrating. It feels silly to complain. Obviously, I'd prefer it be this way that they're not relentless in their pursuit of what they see is right and policing and all of that but i just don't i don't know what happened i don't i don't know how it flamed out mm. yeah crazy but hey dude it's for it's ultimately for the best yeah you know? right we'll shake hands and and say <laughs> okay agree to ignore each right, other everybody. yeah well, the treaty has been signed well well played you guys <laughs> corrected us to some degree and we'll try our best not to revert to our old selves for as long as we can. <laughs> Is that a fair take? Yeah, but n- yes, but like, I you know, I think you were part of the overreaction wave. Like, you were part of the too far. To me, you didn't deserve to be fired for, based on what you did. You didn't deserve to. Uh, well, well, I, you didn't deserve to get the bad press. That caused you to have to get fired. I thought I did deserve it, but if I st- and I still, if I still feel that way, then it makes me feel like I also deserved to get shit when you come back now. But dude, are you just saying you deserved it because that was your like? You're like, if I'm gonna get past this, I need to just accept. Yeah, I made my peace with it. Yeah, but like, bro, no, that was bullshit. Ah, uh, well, you can't write a funny thing about a dead person. I'm sorry, bro. That's what we do. You know what I mean? And I don't even really do that. But like, how many comedians have jokes about dead people dying? Why are they not getting canceled too? You know what I mean? How is it different? It's not fair to me. Well. Whatever. It's it's over. We don't have to like beat it into the ground. But like, (laughs) you know. Yeah. I don't know. I appreciate that. Let's, um, let's go. Well, we're all here because of that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Worked out. (laughs) That's true. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Francis. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's too kind. Um, well, dude, listen. So we we yeah, we can if you're getting uncomfortable. No, I'm not getting here. uncomfortable. I just I don't I I don't know where my head is at on some of this. I'm 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 befuddled mm. by by the force that that movement had, the complete sort of uh, relentless McCarthyism of it. Maybe that's hyperbolic, but it was so resolute. Mm-hmm. It was so hungry to search out and and correct these b- 
bad people who would make fun of things they weren't supposed to or comedians saying the wrong thing. And then comedians got mad and pushed back. And it was all people talked about. Cancel culture was a trending topic on fucking Twitter. We all got sick of hearing the term. Yeah, it's it's hack almost to, to talk about it. Exactly, which is why I, I want to be very careful in how I make this point, which is that I'm not saying fuck cancel culture. I'm saying fuck the fact that they gave up. <laughs> why did they give up? I still, anyway, anyway, we'll move on. I'm sorry. Just, yeah, I just, it makes me mad. I think that it's still there. I think it just kind of, I don't know if this is the right word, but just like dissipated. And now that's just yeah. kind of a thing that exists and people don't do certain things anymore. And people yeah. aren't like outwardly, like you were saying, like going after people and like going through everything they've done. And I yeah. think that's over with. Dude, I, I used I to think, get, hopefully. I used to get maybe every other episode that we did, I would get a, at least one or two DMs from someone who was a, a little hurt by something I had said. And they'd be things all over the place. Yeah. All over the place. And I would respond, and as you know, and I'd be like, I, I'm happy to hear from you. I'm, I hadn't considered it from that angle. I appreciate you feeding giving me feedback and and uh a lot of the time that was that was a good thing i don't hear from anybody anymore and i know i'm not well, well, be a, careful what you wish for i'm not hitting a pitch in a clean game careful as far as a, for, yeah pal. no i know you're gonna I know. get a bunch for this one dude um i've really been enjoying using the headspace app oh it's so good um, headspace is the best i do their mini meditations I do every too. single day it's just 10 incredible. minutes. Yeah. And dude, it allows me to like, if I have to sit down for an extended period of time, doing headspace first makes it so that I can then focus. Without a doubt. For, for me, I like to get home after a turbulent day, walk in, say hello to the dogs, hug my wife, and then just say, you need to give me 10 minutes. And then I go into the bedroom. I sit in a chair. I put my headphones on and I do a 10 minute meditation so that I can wash the day away and take stock of my thoughts and create a, a higher mindfulness such that I it, it, it gives me this buffer between the, the stress and the grime and the, and the rockiness of my day and settles me so that I can be home and present in my home life. And it has totally improved my marriage. Wow, that's amazing, dude. Can't speak highly enough about Headspace. Yeah, I love it too. And, and mean, dude, like even before bed sometimes. Yeah. Like if I have like, if I'm restless, I'm having this kind of like, thoughts i will do a quick headspace and then i'll be ready to rock there there was this huge the biggest thing i've learned from headspace is that having the thoughts is not a problem but if you're able to actually just i remember the metaphor he used which was that the the let view view the thoughts as passing cars on a busy road mm -hmm. and if you can kind of step away and just view the thoughts and say it's okay to have these thoughts mm -hmm. i'm not going to have a perfectly calm blank mind i'm not a master right. meditator uh then you sort of start saying, okay, it's fine. These thoughts creep in. Just return to my breath and settle yourself. Dude, it yeah. has been so helpful. It's meditation for beginners. That's how I've, and, and you get better at it. And uh, I, I'm a huge proponent of, of Headspace. It's really great, dude. And if you want to sound fancy, you can call it Headspace. Oh. Headspace. Do you say it? Do people say that? <laughs> no, I just thought. Oh, cool. Nice. And I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Uh, Headspace has helped me and more than 100 million people worldwide. Yeah. And they can help you too. Uh, listen up. You do not want to miss this. We have arranged something special for you. For a limited time, all of you can try Headspace 
for free for 30 days by going to headspace.com slash oops three zero day. Oops, 30 day. Oops, 30 day. Uh, you won't find this offer anywhere else. You must use our link headspace.com. That's H-E-A-D-S-P-A-C-E.com slash oops, 30 day to unlock all of Headspace's uh, to lock unlock all of Headspace free for 30 days. Uh, this is not something that they normally do. Headspace.com slash oops, 30 day. Guys, last thing, you know how neurotic and stressed and crazy I am. This really does help me. So trust me, try it, give it a shot. If you, if yeah, anything I've ever said on this podcast has resonated with you from a irritation or stress perspective, try Headspace. Headspace.com. Oops, thirty day is the code. Well, so okay, so um, Ryan and I went to Minneapolis. Can I tell you about that? Sure. <laughs> we went to Minneapolis. And then we went to North Dakota. Oh, yeah. I, and you've been to North Dakota. I have, yeah, yeah. Where did you go in North Dakota? Uh, I, was, I went to Fargo. How was that? Nice. Uh, I went to Theodore Roosevelt National Park, which was very nice. Is that near Fargo? No. Um, that is in wet, the western part of the state. Holy uh, smokes. Did you drive across the state? Uh-huh. Wow. That's a big state. Big state. How long did that take? I don't remember, but a decent amount of time. Five hours? 15 minutes, perhaps? Sounds good. Is that what I said? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, yeah, but I didn't spend like a ton of time. I forget where like I stayed. Batch. I forget what city I stayed the night in. Oh, no. I stayed out right outside of, of Roosevelt, and then I drove to Minneapolis. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it was all right. Yeah. Tell me about it. There's, uh, as far as I can tell, there's not a whole lot going on up there. It's, yeah, it's it's a little like m- the the landscape is like Midwesty. It's like flat. It's flat, and there are not a lot of, um, landmarks or trees even. Mm. I didn't see a lot of trees. Yeah. yeah the, the, the only part that has kind of like the rocky stuff to my knowledge is the West is like the West. Part gotcha. you start West. But yeah, um, it's definitely considered to be kind of boring. The people we met up there, everyone had this, um, ironic resignation about where they lived. They, they were like, what it? do you, they'd, they'd be like, what do you think of North Dakota? Oh, really? And you're like, that's oh, good, you know? <laughs> and they're like, you're, you're getting, you're getting all of it. <laughs> nice. This is it. One, we, we were shepherded around by this wonderful guy. Um, shout out Stan. What a, what a guy picked us up at the Bismarck airport. I left my bag on the plane. How's the Bismarck oh. airport? <laughs> I left my bag on the plane and it, it, nothing has ever mattered less. I mean, you didn't have a lot of stuff in the, there. No, it's just that the the airport is so small uh, that the uh, that there was zero chance of it getting lost. Wow! Wait, so you guys flew from Minneapolis? <laughs> we flew from Minneapolis into Bismarck. We went and did our work for about five hours, and then we came back to the Bismarck airport and flew back to Minneapolis and then back to New York. And the you know I was I was away from the airport for whatever five six hours, and. I didn't realize that my I didn't have my bag until we got back to the airport. At which point I walked oh in. God. I walked Damn. in, went up to the counter, and I was like, "Hey, I left my bag on the plane six hours ago." And they were like, "Oh yeah, red one here." Oh, it is. hilarious! That's amazing. Oh I mean, it was as if I'd left it at a corner store. <laughs> you know, that's great. So we went. We went to go ice fishing. 
which was pretty fun and cool. And then we were taken around um, and we went to a bar to get some, you know, burger and wings. And they had golf simulators. Nice. And golf simulators seem to be a major uh, thing in North Dakota. You saw a bunch of them? Well, it just struck me that that's like a big activity because they're receiving this year more snow than they've ever had in their history. Really? This is their snowiest year on, on record. Wow. They're heading for it. Crazy. And they're just under feet and feet <laughs> and feet of snow. To the degree that I think a day or two prior to us arriving, they had shut down all the roads in the state. Wow. In the state? The whole, like, the whole state was red. The roads were red. It means you can't drive on them. Jesus. And so they just people just don't can't can't move. And there are a lot of people that can't, don't even have equipment powerful enough to snow blow their house walkway, Damn. or their driveway. Um, you're you're it's it's borderline dangerous. It seems mm, exciting. So. He drove us around. We went and hit golf balls. We ate some burgers. It was nice. He's got, but these guys that we met in the bar were like, you know, this is it. Yeah. Can you imagine why anyone would live here? <laughs> and you kind of want to be like, well, no. I mean, everyone we've met seems really nice, and this doesn't seem like the worst thing. And I'm sure in the summer it's stunning. Yeah, yeah. But then they're like, well, we got really bad mosquitoes in the summer. <laughs> and then you're like, well, then why are you living here? <laughs> I don't think it's particularly populated. No. 700,000 people or something? Yeah. Well, I, have, I don't actually know. It's probably more than that. I think it's less. Really? It might be 600 was the number they said. Oh, us. really? 774. Uh, um, but there's oil up there. That's the big oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a... I forget the name of the town, but Ian Finance performed there. It might be called... No, I'm thinking Montana. No, but it is North Dakota. I forget the name of the town, but it's this town where like... Backen? What? Back in? No. Men outnumber women like significantly. Yeah. And apparently like working in the strip clubs there is like a little bit of a like hazard. Oh. Because <laughs> there's just a lot of like pent up male <laughs> aggression. Uh, but it's a big payday. Like you go and make mm-hmm. like, you know, six figures for like small percentage of the year. It's cheap to live there. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was there, I saw something pretty funny. This guy, uh, this is like super random. I was at a diner and they're like, what do you want to drink? Like, and they knew the guy. They're like, what do you want to drink, Walter? And he's like, oh, I'll just have a water. And then she turns around to get the water, and he just looks off and goes, good old water. <laughs> <laughs> to himself. That does like, sound like a Walter. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's pretty good. That is a Walter that's thing to good. say. Yeah, people seem nice. But yeah, I've, uh, they say that, well, I've, I agree with this as well, but I think South Dakota has like slightly superior landscape. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but wait, so walk me through it because Ryan sort of, uh, teased this a bit and then you had told me as well, you guys had a pretty dynamic couple days. Yeah, it was a, it was a grind. You got Julio sickness is what Hillary calls it. When I just do too much and I'm just sick. That's yeah. the reason I get sick. That's Francis exactly had a little cold. Yeah, I did. Um, and it occurred to me that this is the first cold I've had this year and this is late to me in the year to get a cold. I was mm-hmm. happy to have lasted as long as I did. I almost think Ryan tried to tell me that he thought he'd gotten me sick, but I, <laughs> I almost think that I can pinpoint the exact person <laughs> that gave me this cold. Just no way. Listen dude. to me. I was getting. I got off the subway. I was walking up the, the ramp in Dumbo, 
And I, there was a woman who was walking ahead of me, and she was walking kind of slowly, so I was walking past her. And right when I walked past her, she turned to her left, because there were people to her right, and sneezed. Oh. And I walked, I could almost, oh. I could almost feel it oh. on my face. That's I walked gross. through a <laughs> cloud of sneeze. That's gross. And I remember thinking, because then I kept walking, and I heard her sneeze again. And I was like, she's sick. That wasn't allergies. She's sick, and I've got it. I'm wearing it. I am wearing this illness, and it's going to be two days from now. I'm going to get it. And that was exactly what happened. She didn't cover her mouth, and I fucking hate her for it. But we went, yeah, so we we flew to Minneapolis on Thursday. Do you have a show Thursday? No. Friday, Saturday? Yeah. We drove to, um, we drove way west, and I won't, I don't want to give too much away, but we went way west, hours, hours west, and it was a tough drive. It was snowing heavily. Wow. The, the, the rental car agency was so, <laughs> they were like, all right, we have you in a front wheel drive Corolla for $25 more, you can live. <laughs> in a S- small SUV with four-wheel drive. What rental company do you use? Sixth. Sixth. Just I hate that name. Do you have Do you have Hertz? I think so. Probably. Bro, that's another Amex benefit you got to be using, bro. All right. Gotta, I'm way behind on my because, Amex. dude. You know what you do? You just show up and pick whatever car you want. Is that so? Including SUVs, yeah. If for no extra Hertz. Yeah. All right. You need to, but you need to sign up for the thing. This Amex bumps you up to like a status where you okay. can do that. You don't even have to talk to anybody. You just get the car and leave. By the way, I got, I got upgraded to first class. We had four flights. I got upgraded Ooh. to first class on every single one of them. Sick. I felt like a legend. And nothing felt better than getting <laughs> on the plane and then watching Ryan trundle on and have to go to the back. <laughs> Not nice. All right, now, now, Not you, nice. now you be a good boy Not back fun. there. Yeah. You be Not a good fun. boy. If I'd say things like, maybe you should put all your gear up in our... We have extra room because there's only a few seats up in first class. And Did that. by the time you get back into the steerage... Uh, you're gonna you're gonna run out of overhead space. Yeah, Ryan's back there with the livestock. Dude. <laughs> he did ah! put his stuff up above my head, and I forgot to take it off the plane oh twice that weekend. I left shit on the plane. Well, we had so many things. We should have packed one big bag to put all yeah. of our little bags into. Yeah, too true. I, I get your pain, Ryan. Yeah. So we 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 went to Minneapolis. We drove west. We we did our thing, and then we came back, and we were so excited about what we had done, and we worked hard that we went to the best restaurant in Minneapolis, and it's called Spoon and Stable. And buddy, good. If you're up in Minneapolis anytime mm. soon, do yourself a favor and go to this restaurant. Amazing. Cannot recommend it enough. Oh golly, <laughs> it changed my perspective on minneapolis if not for that restaurant i would have thought typical midwestern city but because of that restaurant i thought burgeoning cosmopolitan stronghold (laughs) culture scene (laughs) destination for foodies what'd you guys have what didn't we have (laughs) that's a better question and some oysters Oyster, we went oysters. Oh, you boys were throwing the bison tartar. Bison tartar. Oh. <laughs> we had the pot roast. We had the pork chop. 
We had two pastas, and yeah. Ryan had three three cocktails, three fruity cocktails. Martinez? No, they were mezcal based. Oh, that boy. Yeah, and I, like a grown up, had uh, <laughs> a cocktail, <laughs> and then I had wine. Nice. And the bread, they bread. served the butter on a stone. <laughs> I yeah. like that. Whipped. Uh, I like that a lot. Yeah. It was Whipped hot. up. It was, nice. like it was really nice. I bet you like. And we had desserts. Toe curling. Let me tell you something, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. You know how I have a big appetite. Ryan eats more than I do. Nice, dude. Wow. I was so happy. <laughs> I was so happy. We had over ordered. We had over ordered, and we didn't know that certain things would be as big as they were. The pork chop was gigantic. It was comedically large. <laughs> it was overwhelming. <laughs> And I got a couple bites in, and I said, I'm going to stop. I can't. I'm going to get sick. And Ryan was like, okay, you sure? You're not going to have any more? <laughs> I'm like, no. You're hungry? Yeah. Okay. And he just methodically ate the rest of the two entrees. Not a boy. Good job, Ryan. Thanks. He brought us home. He made us full-fledged members of the CPC. What's clean, that? Clean, clean play, play club. club? Play club? Nice. <laughs> and I was, I was so happy. It made me so happy to watch someone eat the way that I do. Dude, I'm happy for you guys, man. You guys hit it hard. We had a good time. Um, I'm, I'm noticing that the flight, like the flight challenge, I'm getting dominated by this entire mm. room right now. We may <laughs> yeah. have to expand it to all the boys this year. Oh. No. Okay. We may have to. I mean, Chris, how many you got? Chris is doing um, seven. Ryan, I think, has similar. I think I'm around seven. And Francis? I think I have like 11. I have four. Damn. Wow. Damn. Damn. Yeah, but I went up so money on you on my honeymoon and you caught me. Well, I, bro, I also, I clocked quite a few during that time as well. I have. Otherwise, I wouldn't have. You have a bunch of dates coming up though, no? Yeah, but I don't know. I have no flights scheduled from June, July. I have no, second half of May, June, July, I have no flights. You'll end up. Maybe you'll, you'll do something. But we, yeah, we had a good time. We got home late, um, and it was a it was a grind. We got home really late on Sunday night, one in the morning. We landed at Laguardia. Damn. And it was just like Sunday. So Sunday, did you do any of the interviewing stuff? Is that why you had a late flight? No, I just we 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 had to yeah we had to go to North. We flew to North Dakota on that Sunday. Day. Right, right, right. And then we flew from North Dakota back to Minneapolis and then back gotcha. to New York. Um. Crazy. And got home insanely late. And uh, and then, um, yeah, it was an interesting time, an mm -hmm. interesting thing to see. Part of America that a lot of people just never go to, I think. Yeah. There was a point where the sky was very white and it blended in with the snow so uh, well that it just looked like you were looking at a white wall. That's cool. You couldn't, you didn't get that depth <laughs> Perception you had no, you had no, you, there were no landmarks. As I was kind of what I was saying, it was just like in driving in North Dakota, well, really South Dakota. There are some landmarks, by the way, bro. No, I know. But, the Enchanted Highway, you could hit that. What's that? Dude, it's sick. It's like this stretch with, that just has all, Chris probably remembers this from fucking Pack Light, dude. The, uh, like all these just big sculptures that are like super random along oh, cool. this road for like 25 miles. Knife River Indian Villages. Oh, cool. So a lot of good. There's some good stuff there. I'm not even trying to say ba anything bad about it. I just I I was a two-hour drive in western Minneapolis, western Minnesota towards South Dakota felt like a five-hour drive. Mm -hmm. 
in the snow. Yeah, I do. I mean, in the snow is crazy. Yeah. Adds a layer uh, to the whole thing. What's going on in your life, Julio? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, so I had an extremely random uh, subway thing happen. Okay. So anyway, I'm on the sixth train going downtown. Last train, last stop is Brooklyn Bridge City Hall. Yep. Right. Um, some guy gets on the train a few stops before. He looks like he had just been at some sort of office happy hour. Okay. Uh, and he doesn't look like a drunk, but he is drunk. And he has pizza in his hand, in his palm, in this, weird, <laughs> in this very odd way. Dude. He's holding it in his palm. Jesus. And I'm watching him struggle. He doesn't have a plate. I'm, and I'm really like, Jesus, dude. I'm just looking at this guy. I'm like, this guy is really struggling, dude. It's really insane. Uh, and I'm kind of like keeping my eye on him, you know what I mean? Because I don't want. So anyway, the last. What do you not want? I just don't want anything. Like he just seemed like he was capable of doing things that were unpleasant. Uh-huh. You know? but, 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 but he what looked normal. Nice way to say that. He looked normal, but yeah. like yeah, I was. It wasn't completely clear. So anyway, <laughs> the last stop on Brooklyn Bridge City Hall. This is a fun fact. If you stay on the train, you it will, swoops around. It swoops around, it and there's a decommissioned train stop that you can actually see which is pretty cool. And I'm mm-hmm. telling my friend this as I'm walking off the train, pizza man chimes in. He goes, that is true. There is an extra stop. He goes, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> he goes, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous. He goes, Hey, thanks for saying that, man. <laughs> so, so what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, it's ridiculous. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, I didn't get it. I didn't understand. <laughs> it's truly a crazy thing. Right? Like, what the fuck? Is that... <laughs> me think that he cares so much about (laughs) that decommissioned train stop and it bothers him that more people don't know about it maybe that's why he's drinking heavily getting on the train (laughs) palming pizza waiting to wrap around and check it out dude oh god Oh, Lord. Thanks for saying that, man. You said it like that (laughs) earnestly? Dude, completely earnestly. Oh, I love that. I know. That is really good. It's really good. That's delicious. (laughs) Wow. Um, Awesome. Good shit, dude. Well, that's Oops the Podcast. Do we have any facts with Ryan? Facts with Ryan. (laughs) Yeah, we have one today. Just one. There are 46 Ivy Leaguers that made their way onto an NBA court. Pretty good. You know who one of them was is Bill Bradley. Oh yeah, former. Is he the most notable? There's been some other good guys in the NBA, right? Jeremy, Jeremy Lin, Jeremy Lin. Um, I'm sure there have been others for sure that were maybe maybe had better careers. I wonder. I'd be surprised if Jeremy Lin's NBA career is the most successful. No, that's definitely not the case. I mean, Bill Bradley's a Hall of Famer, right? I think so. Yeah. Is Lehigh Ivy School? No. <laughs> Um, interesting. Okay. Cool. You got any dates coming up, dude? I do. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan, is that it? 
That's it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to be in Rhode Island, 14th and 15th of April. That's a good club. Um, Comedy Connection, really looking forward to that. Helium, Philly, April 18th. That's going to be cool. And then for uh, and then in Yonkers for the weekend, the Yonkers Comedy Club, 27th to the 29th of April. Nice. Uh, a bunch of other stuff coming down the pipe, too. Notjulio.com for tickets. Yeah, go go get tickets for that uh, Philadelphia show for Julio because uh, he's going to sell that out. So you're going to miss out if you don't get tickets. I'm in Chicago this weekend at Zany's Rosemont. I don't know if there are any tickets left for that. Um, go to FrancisSellis.com. Austin next weekend. Then two weeks after that, it's Plano, Dallas, Plano at the House of Comedy. And then from there on to San Francisco and Buffalo and West Virginia with Little Sasquatch. Also in San Fran with Little Sasquatch. Uh, tickets at FrancisSellis.com. The Hero We Need Tour. Thank you.